Hey, welcome to the Youth Pastor Theologian Podcast, where theology and youth ministry meet. You can learn more about Youth Pastor Theologian online at youthpastortheologian.com or find us on social media at Youth Theologian. I'm your host, Mike McGarry. Thanks for joining us for this conversation about practicing theology and youth ministry. We're here once again in our online studio with my friend, Justin Wong. Uh, Justin is the pastor to youth at Chinese Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. He's earned his Doctor of Ministry degree and is currently working on his Doctor of Education. So as we say in Boston, he is wicked smart. Um, Justin and his wife have two daughters, so he's a girl dad. Uh, Justin, welcome to the podcast. What's going on, Mike? Thanks for having me. Oh, man. I'm excited for this. So uh, can you give us just a, a quick rundown of your your multiple doctoral <laughs> nerdiness. Uh, so what, what are those all about and uh, where are you at in the process? All right. So I um, did my MDiv and DMIN at, um, in Texas. Um, didn't want to get away just yet. And so I uh, finished that a while ago and then currently working on a doctor of education um, at Midwestern in Kansas City. And so I'm at the final stages, uh, Lord willing, Hope to be done by the end of the year, uh, if I can get my stuff straight. But um, try, still staying in the realm of youth ministry and trying to um, contribute to the conversation. Yeah, awesome. So um, we're going to talk in a little bit uh, about uh, some questions pertaining to those two uh, degrees and and highlighting those for our listeners. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to get to know you a little bit better as a teenager. So as a teenager, oh, okay, okay. Uh, who was Justin's favorite athlete and why? Uh, teenage Justin, man. Um, I mean, we. so I'm in Houston. This is going to, I mean, I think we're okay saying this. Um, you should have rooted for the Rockets. And, and we did because we won back-to-back championships. But man, growing up, it was Michael Jordan all day, every day. Um, that was... That was the guy. Uh, so my my dad discipled me very early on on the Michael Jordan fandom. Um, so yeah. we watched all. Remember the old Everything. school, like all the they have DVDs, VHSs and stuff. We'd oh, wake yeah. up on Saturday, yeah. Saturday mornings, yeah. uh, and I just consumed Jordan everywhere. So uh, I have a hard time with some of the debates today, and so I just I was going to ask. Me, yeah, <laughs> they'll call me old, but I'm like, hey, man, like. Just, just watch the last dance. So, kids today just don't even know. No, they don't. Like, and bless their heart, right? Yeah, yeah. And again, I'm like, I, I can talk about the debate, but at some point, it's almost like you know, you can't answer the fool to a, you know, to it's, it's just going to be folly all the way. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost dead set on it. It's, it's pretty hard to convince me otherwise, but you know. So this is like um, Bostonians with Larry Bird and oh, yeah. Steph Curry and people all like, you know, Steph's the greatest shooter <laughs> in NBA history. And, and every Bostonian is like, Larry Bird, dude, yeah. Larry Bird, yeah. go pull up YouTube, Larry right. Bird. Yeah, um, he, <laughs> so it's like the, the numbers can't capture everything. So yeah, right now, yeah. uh, uh, all of our San Francisco friends right now are going to be like, Mike, you're an idiot. <laughs> that's fine. So Sure, sure. Yeah. 
No, like you got. I, I'm Team Jordan on that debate yeah. all gotta day. Got to be all day. Yeah, yeah. So love it, love it. Um, hey, so in this episode, we're talking about discipleship. Uh, shocking mm. for our listeners, right? Wow, another episode about discipleship. Um, and so it's just this idea, right, that um, I think most youth workers agree that we want to make disciples. We say that discipleship is the, the emphasis in the Great Commission. It's the emphasis in our ministries. Uh, but it, it it's really easy, you know, once you've been somewhere for, you know, two, three plus years, yeah. Uh, to just get into a rhythm where you were really intentional about creating a discipleship pathway. And now like your ministry is just doing what you do. Yeah. And to kind of take your eye off the ball. And at, at this stage, you're kind of just in a rhythm. Um, and you're trusting that the rhythm is leading towards discipleship. Um, but yeah, it, it's just that, that necessity to always be deliberate and intentional about how we're structuring things. Uh, and so your, I think the topics for your, your uh, demon and your doctor of education are really helpful in this regard. So your, your demon was focused on church membership and youth mm-hmm. ministry. And your doctor of education is on gospel-centered pedagogy on how do we teach uh, gospel-centered and so, uh, just a few questions on that. Uh, why did you write your demon thesis on church <laughs> membership for teenagers? What what led to that? Every every kid's decision? asking about it, man. Right? Every kid's like coming to church and like, hey, like teach me about church membership. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and then I wake up and I'm like, oh wait, hold on a second. <laughs> no, okay, so, man, you bring up a good thing because I think at the the beginning, you said, you know, we're talking about discipleship. We all come in with this this heart desire to see the gospel um, infiltrate lives and see it. I yeah. mean, we read books. We have our that's our prayer. Come out of seminary, you're just like gung ho about it. Um, I've been on. I've been here for 15 years, Mike. Yeah. Um, which is that's uh, awesome. It's, it's like dog years. It's like yeah. Yeah. a thousand, and so. I like honestly the church membership thing didn't really hit me till like year seven or eight. Yeah. Right. Cause the first three years, you know, I was single, um, no kids, had all the time in the world. And so it was just trying to recover a youth ministry that almost had no structure. And so the first couple of years, it was just building relationships, yeah. um, trying to connect, uh, trying to explain the gospel clearly. Yep. And then I think after setting some foundation, building up some capital with the students, but also with the parents and some of the key leaders of the church, um, jumping into school, I was like, okay, hold on. Um, there's this idea of church membership. And that was our doctoral cohort because I did mine on cultural apologetics and worldview formation or something like that. <laughs> and they had, us, they had us read these kind of the most current books to date. So that yeah. was... You know, um, around the 20, 2009, 2010 era. Yeah. And so um, I was like, hold on, this is, this could be a missing key for youth ministry because um, what we were seeing here, Mike, was the dropout wasn't, I, mean, I think the, the scare was, hey, make sure they don't drop out in college. And right. we have a lot of really strong college ministries here in Texas uh, where the dropout, happened was the first couple of years after college. And so we were talking with the college ministry leaders going, hey, what, what do you guys see? 
And they're just like, hey, they just don't know how to connect to a church. They don't know how, they don't know what multi generational ministry looks like. They're looking for churches that look like them, act like them, think like them while they were, you know, in college. And I was like, okay, what's the underlining thread? And so I go, I wonder if this is not something to do with proper ecclesiology. And church membership really came out of that. Yeah. All right. So, so share a little bit more about that. Um, what have you seen about church membership that that helps teach kids um, a, a meaningful ecclesiology that can kind of sustain through adulthood? Yeah, um, good question. We ugh. so we had to reframe everything, man. Mm-hmm. We had to, we had to almost strip it to the studs to go. Hey, why are you coming here in the first place? Yeah, uh, what's the point of church? And then even kind of helping them frame out that process of coming to faith and then working through their faith, right? With fear and trembling. Yeah. This process of sanctification. And um, we have a lot of students early on where, you know, they're in that fuzzy, that squishy middle that yeah. they would say. Like yeah. they, we had a servant leader team and then we had just, just anti-church, like they just got drunk to church. And then yeah. we had this massive middle part and they're like, I, you know, I'm Christian, yeah. but... I could do whatever. No one has... A th- and I think the thing that kind of started pushing me over the edge was no one can really tell me what to do. Um, and this is starting to be like, okay. And it's almost reinforced by their parents sometimes. And I was like, okay, hold on. There's, there's something there. And so we had to reframe almost everything of going, okay, if the starting point is Christ and the gospel, right? Which yeah. is awesome, which is what we teach well. But what happens afterwards? And so... Right. That's where we did it. Um, we started to put a higher bar on uh, what does it look like to be a, a believer. Um, yeah. Give uh, explain the grace aspect for sure, but then also kind of the okay, hey, how do you live in light of your faith? Right. And so what we've seen, and again, fortunately, we we I've had a about five eight years now of data uh, post graduation now. And so what we've seen is um, not just a return back to our church, but a understanding of, I need to belong to a church and not just a parachurch ministry, Yeah. right? So one of the big things was trying to recorrect the, hey, your college ministry, as great as it is, it's not the local body. Right. You can't get from your parachurch what you need to get from your, your body and the safety of, you know, uh, people who shepherd you and your community there, multi-generational stuff, uh, how to serve, uh, and then just kind of how to belong to a group. Um, so that's, that's, that's the initial thing. Yeah. The data is still coming in. All right. A few logistical questions. Um, so what's the connection between baptism and church membership for you guys? Like what does, what does church membership actually look like for you? Like when do you encourage students to become members? How do they become? Like, what's that process? Kind of just nuts and bolts of church membership and how this has kind of worked itself out in your ministry. So, and I I don't know this is the same in every youth ministry context. I'm going to speak just for our church um, because I'm going. There's still things that are not perfectly aligned. Yeah, yeah. no, totally get that. Totally get that. Church, the church, and then our youth ministry. And so, yeah. I, at this point, I came again, Mike. I came in when there was no youth pastor. We yeah. had no senior leadership for like a decade. 
Yeah. So it was the good and bad was, hey, just do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, all right. Yeah. So for me in our youth ministry that we've been doing for the last 15 was um baptism, right? We we try to very clearly explain baptism in light of Romans six, three and four. Yeah. Um, what it really looks like. Um, you know, and so that to me, that's the big thing. We wanted to separate baptism from membership a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, because we go, hey, your baptism can carry no matter what church you go to. And, and it, you know, if you go to college, if you go post-college, you don't stay yeah. in Houston anymore, your baptism will always be your baptism. Right. Now, then you get a chance. And we, we, try to ex- we try to pull the parents and the students every single semester. And we explain to them, you get the choice to, to some extent of where you want to belong. And by belonging, right, to be a member of the church means, hey, you should have expectations for the church, but also the church should have expectations for you. So after the baptism part, we go, hey, you need to belong because there's a lot of one another passages in scripture. Yeah. And so where do you, who do you feel like you want to do that with? Now, again, yeah. CBC Youth Ministry, we're very unique. We have very... We have some strengths. We have a lot of weaknesses. Fortunately or unfortunately, you have me as their youth pastor. I sorry, I can't help that. Yeah. Uh, and so it's 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 the way kind of I see things. And so, um, but you get the choice. So we say, hey, when you want to belong to a, a a group and belong to a church, you make that choice. But once you're here, be here, right? And yeah. so I try to make the analogy with the students to go, hey, you don't sign up for a, a team, a team sport. You know, you, you read the stuff, you you pay the fees or whatever, you get the jersey, yeah. you don't skip practices and then all of a sudden expect to play for the the big game. Right. I'm like, hey, that's you know, you got a coach, you got teammates, you're yeah. just not you don't just come and go. It's not like, you know, like the gym. And so that's that's kind of the nuts and bolts of it. So we try to push the membership piece pretty closely after baptism. Um, at least for the youth. Right. Yeah. And so we've been doing a ton of um ton of baptisms. Um, and then we kind of make a big deal when they, when they turn into a member. Um, and then we get the parents involved on, hey, this is your child has committed to being a member, not just of this mm-hmm. youth group, but yeah. of this church with its faults and flaws and warts and all. But um, your job now, parents, is to help them fill their membership, um, their duties here at this church. Okay. So how do you respond to parents who think that's just kind of silly? And um, I, I give them my you know, dissertation. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just like... <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, <laughs> thank you so much, doctor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This yeah, is right. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Did people also only call you doctor when you either no, need no to one, write a no recommendation one. or when they're mocking you? Only when yeah. they mock me. I think that's, yeah. that's what it's I get only the when they mock me or if, if they need a like honor <laughs> a letter society recommendation. recommendation. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Reverend yeah. Dr. Michael D. McGarry. Yeah. That's the sure, only sure. time. Yeah. No, and, and so again, and if I can encourage a lot of the, the youth pastors listening to this, um, it is the, the, the long-term capital that you build with parents yeah. that only makes sense on this one. Yeah. So I almost had to coach the parents and the students almost differently on this term because what we were saying at the front end when we're just starting to roll this out and we did about a couple years of teaching prior to even like doing this you know that's really i'm interested in hearing more about that but yeah and so 
the the reason why we took a couple years to even just kind of soft launch it was because we said parents, students, like we're gonna all we're gonna try to make it as difficult as possible for you to attend as a Christian and not belong because you're 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 hurting. I mean, you're not doing yourself any good. Um, but you're robbing us of a lot of stuff that we need from you. And um, we as youth ministry pastors and also our youth workers, we're like, hey, the moment you signed in as a member, we're going to take our job as shepherds seriously. And so we're going we're gonna to bug the mess out of you uh, for the sake of your own spiritual health. And so, hey, if you don't show up for six months at a time, you know, you're just telling us, hey, you don't want this relationship, you know? Um, and so we, we want to, we want to take our job seriously, but, um, that was, those are the hard conversations with the parents because they're like, Hey, you know, my kid can do whatever they want to do. Like you're telling us that if you don't like it here, you can leave. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm going, Hey, you guys show like our job as a church and a youth ministry is we're just holding, we're providing you resources and we're holding you accountable for your decision. Not, not, not something we forced upon your kid. Yeah. Like, it is your decision that you chose to come here. And so we're just holding you accountable to that, ultimately to Christ first, right. and what Christ has called the Christian to be a part of. And so right. uh, it was a lot of theology and teaching and a lot of like meals and coffees and uh, emails and stuff. But if I can encourage young youth pastors, man, like if you don't have that buy-in from your parents, like it's a hard conversation and yeah. uh, you, ju- you just seem like a bully, you know? Yeah. Even All if right. you're right, even if you're theologically right. Okay. I, I love this. I love this for so many reasons. <laughs> um, I love what you're saying. I want to make it as difficult as possible for you to be present here as a Christian and not belong. Like that right. is, that is gold. Um, I love that. Please write me an article about that because <laughs> you have no other writing on your plate to be working on right now. Yeah, of course. Um, Easy times. But I, yeah, I, I love that so much for so many reasons. Um, but I also really appreciate your wisdom and um, gently but confidently leading in the process. Mm. Um, so a little bit of my baggage is that when I kind of came around to like a more gospel-centered uh, framework for ministry. It was mm-hmm. like, oh man, like this is amazing. And this is so much more biblical and, and whatnot. Yeah. And so like, we need to do this because I don't want to be unbiblical and I don't want to be ungospel. So like w- we need to do this. And then it basically blew up the entire ministry. So in my last church, I was there for 14 years. This was yeah. about halfway through. So I'd been there for seven years or so. Mm. And then like we blew up the entire ministry that was like fully functioning and not garbage. And started over completely from scratch over the course yeah. of one summer. And the ministry never really recovered from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that it was like good, bold, strong leadership because we want to be biblical, right? <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. it's just really stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so how did you come to this conclusion of something that would be a really meaningful, biblical, robust change? How did you roll that out carefully over the period of a couple of years? Like, how, how did you? Yeah, can you talk? Yeah, about process a little bit. Sure, sure. Do people so, do it that way, and not what I did. <laughs> yeah, like 
For me, it was personal study. Like again, I'm like, I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't like, ooh, you know what I want to do Friday night? Let's study church membership from yeah. the you know early thousands. Uh, no, it was it was ideas and and again, I think any any pastor's theologian, right? We're we're just constantly studying, learning, and for me, I'm just like, okay, what am I what am I learning personally that can either fortify our my ministry, uh, improve it, or change it? And so I was like, oh my gosh! And the more I got burdened with this, I was like, yeah. oh, is this is this a missing key? And I, so I just let it marinate for a good year. Yeah. Like so I started to kind of scrounge. And again, there was nothing on church membership for youth ministry. No, right? like, there's still nothing. And again, yeah. and that's why I was like, I had to write it. Yeah. And so I was looking at it and then I brought in the people who the the closest people to me that not only had the same terminology, yep. but I can trust. They trusted me. And so I brought them in. I'm like, hey, could you consider listening to this podcast or could you see her reading this article? Yeah. And the more like we kind of had this conversation. So that was a couple more months, half a year. I brought in so those are my youth leaders, right? Yeah. Like the yeah. people I can kind of dialogue with. Then I brought in some outside people, um, other other pastors from around the city or a country. And I'm like, hey, I'm playing with this idea. Am I going crazy? Would this even fly in the and again, not only the youth ministry, but also the Asian American context? Cause I'm like, that's a whole different layer. Right. Um, and they all said like you're gonna get blown up, <laughs> like you're gonna get can't like so you're gonna get canceled before yeah. that was even a thing. Yeah. Um, and then I think everyone was like, "Look, you got to do it, right?" Or at least, "Hey, let's uh, let's if you're gonna do it, we'll we'll jump off this thing with you, and we'll all take the hit." Um, and then yeah. I pitched it to I pitched it to the youth. I did a, like a a testing with the youth, like the ones yeah. who were bought in, yeah. and they were like, "Yeah, I thought this is what we're doing all along." And I'm like, "Okay, good." Right, so it wasn't it was like a because I was like yeah, it would have yeah, been different if yeah. they were like if they're like wait what, what? <laughs> yeah what? this is what Jesus wants me to what and I'm like okay so either I haven't been yeah. teaching you or what so yeah. they soft launch and then they understood it rolled it out to the parents that was a huge pushback yeah. the hardest one and I'm still working on this is the leadership yeah um and where we're at we had massive turnover and so. It was like multiple generations of trying to explain this concept to leaders that have varying philosophies yeah. and also theologies of this. And so that was, it was a long rollout, man. And I'm like, I don't think I'm even out of it yet. Or like for the students and the parents now, just because I've been there so long, they're accustomed to it. Like this is just normal. Yeah. Um, but for a kid coming overseas or a family coming from overseas or, a student coming from a different youth group, they're just like, whoa, like what is what's all this business, you know? And so yeah. they're a little bit taken aback when they when they first hear it when, you know, this is a little bit odd. So Yeah. Okay. No, I think that I, I, I like that. So that's that's just really good leadership um in general, not just about the church membership thing, but just, you know, I, I, I really appreciate um just your approach. Yeah, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I really want to discuss this more, but we have a whole other topic that we want yeah, to get let's, into. Let's um, so yeah, I, I we'll we'll have to talk more because yeah, there, there's so many questions about like what does church membership actually look like mm-hmm. yeah. for teenagers? Um, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll talk again, and uh, we'll leave the listeners wanting more. Oh, so oof, there you go. how about that?
All right. So uh, the other topic I want to pick your brain on today uh, has to do with gospel-centered pedagogy. Um, yeah. What the heck words. does that mean, you nerd? <laughs> no, like, I, I had I had to put. So that's just the title of the dissertation. Like, yeah. what it really means is what's a what's an up to date Bible study curriculum for students post pandemic. That's that's what I really wanted to hit, yeah. right? Because I'm like, there's a lot of great stuff. I think there's a there's a book called A Biblical Theology of Youth Ministry published uh, by some guy. I mean, uh, like those are those are pretty decent, boring. you know. Yeah, but I was like, look, there's so many things out there that are top of mind to students. Yeah, right. Like there's some. And so in my paper, there's three made top major topics that yeah. I want to address. That a lot of books and articles and podcasts people are hitting it. Not necessarily from a youth perspective, but um, and they're kind of all over. Okay. And I'm like, okay, is there a succinct place or at least one curriculum that addresses the issue um, ultimately, but gives a systematic theology approach to those issues? Okay, so let me yeah. let me break it down even yeah, further. That, that's still nebulous. Yeah, I, yeah. I know, I know, I know, yeah, I know yeah. we're up there. So if we're talking about, say, the sexual revolution and everything that comes with it, right? So yep. the most recent court cases, what's happening right now around the country, around the world, in that world, okay, everyone can address it, but I wanted to give youth ministers and churches, what's the, what's the theology? What's the biblical theology that undergirds the current, most current articles of the day yep. at this moment, Yeah, right? And to go, okay, teacher, hey, this is what historical biblical theology have said throughout yep. church space and time. Yep. Here are some things that you may need to emphasize a little bit more in light of this context, in light of this cultural issue. Yeah. Uh, and just to kind of help teachers take the theology mm-hmm. so that when you're addressing the topic, it's not just, hey, this is right, this is wrong. Yeah. But this is not, and this is not just what the Bible says. This is yeah. what all of the scriptures right towards. Right. Um, and so no matter what change this cultural topic may take in the future, yep. they all they have the they have the systematic theology to to buffer that uh, yeah. the change. So yeah. it comes out of Ephesians 4:12, right? Uh, is the the heart verse behind it, so that they our students may be mature, not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Um, and, and I wanted to go, okay, what does that look like post-pandemic? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that helps. I, I've tried to. Yeah. So <laughs> right, it, 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 it helps. Um, but I, I want to dig in a little bit more. So what does that, um, in student ministry, right? In, in ministry to just the, the normal kids in your, in your youth group. Um, can you just walk us through how do you address you know, pick a topic. I mean, you already mentioned the sexual revolution, right? Sure. But like, what does it look like for you to actually do that and to teach that lesson? Um, how do you go about the the Bible study, the lesson prep? Um, from, I guess, I the conception of the idea to the delivery of the message. Um, what does that kind of workflow look like for you? So. I appreciate you asking because this is um, this is a work in progress. Or is that the, the entire moment. idea of your thesis? You, you, you're, 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 uh, helping, you're, you're helping me uh, think through this, yeah. so we may need a 
uh, do a part three, two, three, four, four. That's five, fine. Six. We'll okay. go back to church membership. I still have tons <laughs> yeah, of and, questions. And, I'll, here. and I'll, I'll, cre- <laughs> I'll credit you for my dissertation here. So what what I'm what I'm thinking is um, maybe some news articles or just some big topics yeah. in the last three four years. Right. Yeah. These are some things that have been you know top of mind. Um, so again, Dobbs case. Let, let's take some of this type of stuff. Yeah. Okay. If that's the issue on abortion. Okay, what is the undergirding theology that hits at it? Right, it's the anthropology, uh, Genesis one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Um, so have a good framework for that. Uh, draw that thread throughout the Old and the New Testament to, yeah. to just go. Okay, how how does how does the prophets speak to this? How do the Psalms speak to this? How does Jesus and the apostles speak to these topics? Yeah, and so for the students to dig, really do some key Bible studies that go, okay, when I hit, say, a Dobbs case or uh, whatever sexual revolution idea, they're able to go, okay, okay, I'm able to do the worldview study, but it's grounded really in a robust Bible study of some uh, theologies that I I, I could see the thread in scripture. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... That's that's kind of the key. So that's for the students. I think for the teachers, I'm trying to integrate a lot of my educational um, training now to go. Okay, in light of everything we know about a teenager, you know, adolescent development, um, classroom structure, setting, mm-hmm. lighting, smells, and all that type of stuff. What's the best way to teach these topics? Right. Yeah. Uh, the systematic of it, but also the topic itself to a middle schooler and also to a high schooler, right? To a guy, to a girl, to these type of things. How can we, for the teacher, what are some just, maybe they're, they've been teaching for about a decade or whatever, but here are some things maybe to note post-pandemic um, the factors that may affect yeah. teaching to students now, but this topic. And so I'm trying to mesh almost mm-hmm. multiple layers together to go, okay, yeah. here's something that's hopefully up to date um, yeah, as best as we can. So, how many lessons would that would that cover? Is is this all for like one heavy duty message, or is this like no, no? I, I'm trying to do a short, bite sized one semester type of thing, just to kind of whet the appetite. And again, I'm not I'm not putting a book out at the moment. I'm just trying to create a framework uh, for. Uh, pastors, theologians, and church yeah. leaders to go. Okay, yeah. this this is doable. Like you can take this kind of structure and apply this and stretch it out and expand or you know modify it, uh, wh- whatever you can. But yeah. um, I, I think the more students and teachers can get their hands on how to not just address. And again, I, for parents, right? That was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Is they just wanted to talk. Give me, give me the short. Tweet about how to address topic XYZ. And yeah. I'm like, it's not that simple. Yeah. Because like you may or may not have a clear understanding of that. Right. So what is the thing that's never changing, that's always sustainable? Let's go back there. And now if you could teach your students, your your child, how to kind of dig and wade through that Bible study, then maybe you have a chance at hitting this topic. So it's almost like a hermeneutics, systematic theology, and then a worldview training. Um, yeah. that is up hopefully up to date. Okay. So um, one of my questions is about the gospel-centered part of that. Um, Because I I hear a lot of biblical theology, right, in Mm -hmm. it. 
but what role does gospel-centered um, play in that pedagogy and, and the way that yeah. you're thinking through and constructing the discussion and the, and the frameworks? Um, because gospel-centered and biblical be theology everywhere. aren't entirely the same exact thing. Sure. Right? Sure. So um, I, I think sometimes we... Um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I just get a little bit skeptical, <laughs> and it's not you. Yeah, but it's me. Yeah. It's not you. It's me. Uh, <laughs> but like, I I just get a little bit skeptical sometimes when I hear people using the phrase "gospel centered," just because, like, it's, it's who, nice. Who, it's fun. Who who doesn't want it to be gospel centered? Right. Like, what what evangelical <laughs> Christian who believes that yeah. the gospel and the Great Commission would ever say, "I'm not go- I'm not gospel centered"? So, like, absolutely. What does it, it, it mean? It, it, I, I wanted to to make sure that I don't fall off the the radar. No, yeah. <laughs> I, my thing is, if if we're gonna do an honest job helping our students understand these topics, yeah, right. For for us who have been in this forever, we're like we can't neglect a gospel centrality in any facets right. of this teaching, right? Like. The moment this becomes moralistic or therapeutic or anything like that, right? I think we're off. And so I think to, the reason why I put it at front and center uh, in the pedagogy is just because I'm like, no, no, no matter what phase that we're doing this, it's got to come back not only to the gospel, uh, but gospel truths and gospel living, yeah. right? Like that's got, it, it's got to be the aim. So no matter what topic we're hitting, and again, it's for the teacher more so than for the students. Right now, again, the student hopefully will understand the gospel centrality and how it also relates. But their main thing, a lot of times, is the issue itself for the teacher to be aware. Now, again, but well, I, I would want say the, the parent just, too. I think the, the parent, parent too. Absolutely. Like they're like, just give me the give me the TLDR. Yeah. Give me the too long, didn't read. Like just give me the snapshot. I just want to know yeah. the basics, right? Yeah, and, it, and it's and it's a signpost, and it's a Hey, it's a sticky note. Yep. No matter where they go yep. in this topic, and again, and again, hopefully we can keep hammering this sucker home because it's like no, no matter where you go, whether it's Genesis mm-hmm. or Habakkuk, right, or like Philemon, like yeah. you gotta relate it back to the work and the person of Jesus Christ yeah. and how his atoning sacrifice, his life. Um, the centrality of who he is permeates through all aspects of teaching, life, discipleship, all of it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to, again, for we've read so many gospel-centered things to where I'm yeah. like, obviously. Right. But believe it or not, Mike, I'm like, even in our church now, like today, that's not, that's not top of mind. And I'm going, yeah. if it's not top of mind, then you get... You know, you get snippets of lessons that could actually do more damage to students and families than good. And I'm like, I can't afford not to have that in the title. And yeah. so, um, it, it's really a, it's really for the student. I mean, for the leaders and the parents. Yeah. Um, but just to make it like explicitly clear that hey, we're not divorcing this yeah. from Christ. You know. I, I, well, and I think. For, is that the right answer? Did, yeah, did no, I, it, right? oh. <laughs> I approve. Um, <laughs> so I think it's, I'll just be honest for myself. Um, there are more times than I would care to admit 
even just in the last year or two, when I'd drive home from youth group and think like, oh, I'm not really sure yeah. that that message contained much gospel. Yeah. It was a biblical message, but the exegesis was incomplete because yeah. it didn't reflect back, like if every passage whispers, at least whispers the gospel, right? Like then whatever I'm teaching in scripture should at least whisper sure. the gospel. There's a thread somewhere. And there, yeah, there are times when it's, it's just really easy to, to teach a biblical message and to focus so much as when you're addressing, you know, cultural concerns and things that like real mm. practical pastoral stuff that kids are going through. Um, and you, you have a short time and, um, and Mike, can yeah. I, can I, can I jump in and, address some of your listeners real quick. Please do. Like, I, I, I feel like, you know, when we have this conversation, if sometimes when I talk to younger youth pastors or brand new guys, they're like, oh my gosh, like it, it drives their anxiety yeah. to like the nth degree. They're like, I got to I got to put... Now I have to do that? Everything in. Yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, like everything I do, like yeah. what is a gospel-centered game, right? Like yeah. what is gospel-centered, like a tweet, <laughs> right? And I'm like, yeah, hold yeah, on, yeah. hold on. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think it's just this top of mind thing, right? Mm. And again, it, it, for, for you guys who are younger listening to this, it's, it's, it's almost a muscle memory that you have to develop yeah. over time. And, it's something, yeah. and, and you got to work at this because yeah. it's almost going, okay, if I read whatever, or if I'm thinking, if I'm discipling a student, right? And I might not present the gospel in its four laws, you know, and that's not what we're talking about. I think it's, what what thread can we drive towards yeah. it? And then maybe it's conversation one that's going to have a like a, a teaser to conversation two that's going to present the gospel in its entirety or its incompleteness. And so I think it's for for the younger listeners who are, who are doing this, it's developing this top mind muscle memory of gospel centrality. And hopefully, this project, Mike, is you know um, allowing people to kind of see some clear connections between um, the biblical theology, the the hermeneutics of certain yeah. passages, but then also just kind of the cultural contemporary issues. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. And I mean, I, I think I, I agree with you and that like, if you, if you just like eat, breathe, drink, sleep, like live in the gospel as the youth yeah. pastor, like it will come out of you. Yeah, it has to. Yeah, I, yeah. I think sometimes we can like we we should not talk about gospel centeredness in a way that is a burden, <laughs> like mm, no, irony, right? right? Yeah. Um, and so it's like the gospel is rest. That also means like in your teaching, like it's okay. Like if you don't teach the perfect Bible message at youth group, you can still drive home with peace, and you can go, yeah. still go to sleep at night with peace. That like God's word will do His work. Like it. It's okay. Like you don't need to be the perfect gospel-centered youth pastor. Um, like, and yeah, yeah, and 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 I'm like at this point in my youth ministry, I'm like, I feel like where I've grown a little bit is in my daily conversations to students. Yeah, and a lot of times it's I'm not even tr- I'm not like call them up. Okay, I need to preach the gospel to this kid again. Yeah, I, I think where I've the by the grace of the Holy Spirit, 
being able to move is in my conversations, yeah. just naturally kind of weave certain things in, yeah. which sometimes totally. I'm like, I don't even know where that came from. I'm yep. like, yep. how did Love I that. just quote, you know, first yeah. John yeah. out of nowhere? I've never made and so before. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> huh, that's a good point. I need to write that down. But like, <laughs> so it, 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 it's those, it, it's those yeah. things where I'm like, oh, that's just because you know, you're just seeping in yeah. gospel-centered teaching yeah. for myself or reading. Yeah. And when I'm discipling, I'm like, oh, hey, that's what it yeah. means to be gospel-centered. Yeah. Like, it's no matter what I do, whether I'm, you know, walking with a kid and talking with them or planning out my budget, yeah. um, it's that type of stuff. And so I wanted to use this project, this dissertation, um, and use the word gospel-centered yeah. as kind of a, a signpost of just going, yeah. hey, we're, we're not only... You know, it's we're not going to veer um, far at all from this idea and concept, and just yeah. put it top of mind for people. That's that's really good. I love that. Hey, uh, we're already over time. Um, oh man, so too good. Too I good. know, I know. I'm enjoying this too much. <laughs> uh, can you wrap us up with just a few recommended resources? Uh, where would you direct listeners to go if they want more on um, just church membership as a discipleship? Um, emphasis or gospel-centered uh, teaching and, and and all that type of thing. Where should we go? Um, I mean, youth pastor theologian is you know my bookmark, man. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> can't, can't can't pass your, that. Your no, check is in the mail. Hey, I appreciate it. No, honestly though, um, you know, my Mike didn't tell me to say that at all. I I do appreciate what you're doing, and and it, and it really is because. You know, if if you're year one, Mike, like this is this is really hard to think through. Uh, but to have somebody who's time tested, a lot of battle scars, right? I mean, just beyond visibility. Um, but to continue to think as a youth minister and a theologian, I think I'm like, and I, and I, I tell if I ever get a chance to talk to senior pastors, yeah. I go, hey. Youth ministry is harder than ever, yeah. um, and it's more necessary than ever, and it's so under resourced yeah. than ever. Yeah. And I'm like, for people to have your not just your heart, Mike, but also your ability to process ideas, I appreciate that. Uh, our friends at Rooted, I mean, I think they they, they pump out some really good stuff. Yeah. Um, Love Rooted. Walt, right? Walt um, from yeah. Center for Your pa- Youth Parenting. Center for Parent uh, Youth Understanding. Parenting, youth understanding—they they do a brilliant job yeah. um, at connecting the dots, um, yeah. and then also just equipping and resourcing parents. And so, those are just basic stuff. Um, I, I've made a diet out of uh, Knowing Faith uh, podcast, and so JT English, um, Carl Worley, Jen Wilkin—they uh, they do one. Okay. Uh, and my students have benefited just from kind of a long form dialogue of yeah. certain theologies, and so I appreciate those guys as well. But um, I always say, hey, get back to the the books. I like books, mm-hmm. um, and so you know, I'm, I'm trying to grab whatever is um, beneficial for my soul. And yeah. so I've been reading. You know what? It's crazy. I've been reading a lot of economics, bo- economic books. Mark. Really, and it's, that sounds it's terrible. strange. It's it. You would think, but you're like, there's so many ministry connections that I would never have thought. How? All right, give like, me one. Um. 
man, I knew you're going to, uh, you just put me on the spot. Well, I'll have to give it to you later. You're the one who said it. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm just saying, All right. I, I'm, Justin, I, you're going to text me one or two economics books and I'll throw it in the, in the I show will. notes. All right. I will. I will. So, I mean, even, so the leader, okay, it's not an economic book, but it kind of, it was my, it was my on-ramp to economics. Yeah. But the Stephen Covey, seven highly effective traits of a oh, yeah. leader or something like that. Yeah. That got me into going, because the bibliography has a lot of economics guys. And I'm like, I wonder how this plays into ministry yeah. and youth ministry. And I'm like, yeah. it's an unexplored yeah. realm, Mike. I think you yeah. need to go yeah. and do your doctorate no, in economics. Yeah, no, there's there's some so. really good stuff there. Um, <laughs> all right. Hey, we, we got we to gotta wrap it up. Um, I appreciate the time, man. So could you just give one short uh, word of final blessing or encouragement for our listeners? If you're doing youth ministry, uh, know that you're not alone. Uh, know that you had men and women that have uh, that are struggling alongside with you. But we're also in a really rare company where we get a privilege and the burden to do something that no other realm of society get to do. Uh, we get to minister to the souls of students and parents. And I'm like, that is a vantage point that only a handful of us get to do. And I'm like, hey, be blessed in it, whether it's a long season uh, or short season, um, but use this season for um, for the gospel. Uh, be intentional because the days are uh, very short and our time is very quick in this ministry. And so while you have the chance, uh, youth pastors, I, I implore you, um, to preach the word, um, to uh, be bathed in the grace that he's afforded to you at your calling. Um, and so blessings to you guys who are listening. Mike, appreciate the time, brother. Uh, this has been um, just a great time of edification for myself. Agreed and agreed. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, man, thanks. Well, thanks for joining us for this conversation. Please visit youthpastortheologian.com to learn more about our resources. You can find us on social media at Youth Theologian. We also have an active Facebook group where you can ask questions, share articles, and generally encourage fellow youth pastor theologians who are in the trenches with you. We'd sure appreciate it if you'd be so kind as to subscribe, leave a review, or even recommend this podcast to fellow youth workers. You can also subscribe to get new articles delivered to your inbox and to ensure that you don't miss any fresh content by checking out our website at youthpastortheologian.com. Most of all, we appreciate your ministry and your partnership in the gospel. If there's a topic that you'd like us to address or if you have an article to submit for the blog, then you can also share those on our website by following the submissions tab. In the meantime, keep your eyes on Jesus. And we'll see you next week.